Hey guys, welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. Happy new moon in Scorpio and post 1111 portal. Um, yeah, excited to be back and recording. Yeah, it was a wild portal. I don't know if everybody else felt that or not, but it was a little crazy. What, like, what were you picking up on for it? I mean, I felt pretty good because I love like, 11, 11, I love us, but I feel like for yeah. a lot of people, I got a lot of like freak out things and everyone feels like they're kind of in this, like, I've been waiting, like putting a lot of energy towards like, I don't want to say one thing, but I feel like people's, uh, like they're hanging on by like a thread to something or like, they're like on their last leg, like waiting for something to happen or like desperate kind of desperate energy, I guess I would say, but I feel like that's a product of we've been in like this holding pattern, probably it feels like a lot of this year, but definitely since like August, like the Lionsgate portal, it just feels like we're kind of getting this ego check. Like, whoa, whoa. Like, why are you trying to get pregnant? Like, why do you want to meet this amazing guy? Like, why do you need more money in your job? Like, it's like the ego is like, well, cause I want it. I deserve it. But it's like, what's the real reason why? What's and so I feel like a lot of that was coming up with the 11, 11, cause one is all about like your true intention and your thoughts. And then 11s are miracles and wishes, right? Like make a wish. That's why you make a wish yeah. when you see 11, 11 on the clock. So it feels like it was like this push pull of like, yeah, you're manifesting all these miracles and you're making a wish, but then it's like, why it's like the double checking the ego. Like it can't just be because you feel like you deserve it or everyone else has it or like, well, that's just what you want. It's like, no, why? What's the real yeah. true intention? No, that makes sense. And I, I know you and I have talked about this on the podcast before, and I saw a lot of like um, TikToks and like Instagrams, you know, coming up about it in the last week before the portal. But it's like when you're manifesting, thinking about the why it's like, okay, if you're trying to manifest, you know, having a ton of money or like whatever it is, it's like, what's the reason behind that? Is it financial security? Is it, you know, so you can like live your life, do whatever you want. Is it, you know, so your family has everything they need. It's like, what's the re true reason like behind that? And I'm just using that as like a general example. Cause I feel like it's one that I see all the time online. Um, but yeah, it's like really going back to that. And so I have to like remind myself of that sometimes, you know, of like, okay, why do I want what, why do I want what I want? Why do I have the goals I have? Like, why am I working towards these things? And then, it's like, it's almost like chronic illness, right? It's like getting to the root cause of like, what's making you sick, except it's like getting to the root cause of like, why do I have this goal? Why am I trying to attract this in? But I, I think it actually like helps you to think about it that way, you know? Yeah. Oh, it definitely does. But it can sometimes be, like I said, an ego check of like, you know, absolutely. It's, it's getting into like the true heart of things, not just what your mind or your ego thoughts, or because you've been thinking it for so long that yeah. when you do tune in, you're like, wait, I don't even know if I want this anymore. Or if I want this relationship, or if I want this job, or yeah. if I want this life, because someone told me I should have it forever ago. And I never questioned it. Like there's a lot of that, those types of things coming up and that's tough. That can be tough. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And hopefully like hearing that for listeners and um, hearing that kind of like everybody's going through it, like don't feel so alone in that. Like, don't feel like it's only like, why me? Or like, why is this happening to me? Or why am I hitting these roadblocks? You know, it's like, I think yeah. everybody's kind of going through it right now in one way or another. And I, what I've also been seeing, especially like for myself too, is like, I feel like the universe like wants us to slow down right now. Yeah. They're like, put the brakes on 
slow down, like be present, like don't keep like go, 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 go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, I put that in my post too for the 11-11 portal over the weekend, which was not to just everyone's heard this before. Okay. So this is not new. This is not new or shocking, but it's, it's reframing. Why is this happening to me to how is this showing up for me? Or how is this, how is this happening for me type of thing? And, um, as for the slowing down, I was just laughing with someone where I feel like I was trying to, I'm trying to plan stuff like the holidays and everyone's like, I'm booked, I'm busy. I'm triple booked. I'm double booked. And I'm like, it's the beginning of November. (laughs) Like, when did we start planning out like so far out? And I just don't know if that's a product of the pandemic where we didn't get to do anything. So now everyone's planning everything. Cause I, I mean, probably got a good energy behind, like, I just want to see people and they want to be out and they want to be social and they want to have fun. And it's amazing, but it is like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And the holidays really haven't even started yet. It's like a blessing and a curse. Cause it's like, on one hand, you have so much to look forward to, but on the other hand, you're just like, and I know you and I are very similar in the fact, like we need alone time to recharge. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of like our communities that way, cause we're just so empathic, like so sensitive to other people's energy. Even if you love the shit out of them, it's like, you still need time to like, just be by yourself. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Yep. For sure. I get it. Um. All right. Today we're having more of like a pop culture episode, which I love. And we'll have a sprinkle of like 2024 predictions from Cindy and what that's going to look like. Um, we are coming off of the weekend though, where the viral video of Taylor Swift running to Travis Kelsey after her concert in Argentina just came out. And I think we are all literally obsessed with it. Um, Cause it's like the cutest, sweetest thing ever, but we've talked about this. I know at length on the podcast, so I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up. I am not. Okay. I'm so happy. I'm not. Okay. Like it was the sweetest thing. It was so freaking cute. Um, also I want to go back to what we said before, which I swear to, I think we said this, which is initially when this all happened, everyone was like, Oh, he's a jerk. This is PR blah, blah. blah. And I was like, I don't think so. I was like, I don't think she Mm -hmm. would. And she's like meeting his mom. And I mean, I feel like we were right. Like I think this is a full-on relationship and I do not think they just met a few months ago. I think this has been going on for a while. I'll be so curious one day if the truth ever comes out when they did meet. But anyways, I digress. I think it is so cute. I think it is like a match made in heaven that like he performs on a big stage. She performs on a big stage. Like he gets it. Like he's able to be like, I have my own career. You have your own career. I like that he can like pick up and go and do things in the middle of the week and be able to go be with her and isn't like tied down to a desk all day or like, acting and having to be on a set every second of every day or whatever. Like, I love it. I just, I love it. They are so cute. I'm obsessed. Literally obsessed. Together. I love it. I saw this one thing where the, I've been following like the dating rules on, uh, Instagram. Like it's this thing anyways or whatever, but, and they were like, oh, you shouldn't change your lyrics for a guy. Cause she also like changed like karma is the guy on the chiefs or whatever in her song. (laughs) And, uh, which is also so cute. And I was like, you know what? I don't agree with that. Like, I normally agree with all the rules that they say, but I don't agree with that. You know what? She's happy and she's in love. And it's not like she rewrote the song. She changed the lyrics at one game, excuse me, not game, one um, concert where he happened to be there. And you know what? I think we should get excited about love again. I think you should be able to do all the things that you want to do and have fun. And it's not like she's like love bombing him and they met yesterday and doing all this. They've clearly been going out for months now. Like, yeah. Have fun. I don't know. I feel like we need to be a little, I feel like we've gotten a little like in dating and in love and in a little bit like eggshell-y 
E yeah. is that a word? Like, yeah. I know what you're saying. Like walking around on eggshells, like afraid to do this, afraid to like set the other person off, like afraid, at least anyone who's dating, it feels like it's like, cause there's so many people fish in the sea and they could just go to somebody else. And so you're like, you're almost trying to like walk on eggshells, not to like scare them off or do something or whatever. And I'm like, I think we just need to be who we want to be. And just, if that doesn't work, then that doesn't work. But like this whole playing the game and walking on eggshells is just not fun. It's not fun for anybody. So I support her in doing all these things. I also think it's interesting because I have two comments here and I'm hoping I still, I've been sick. So I have like horrible brain fog and I'm hoping I don't forget one while I talk about the other. But the first thing is the thing that I keep seeing reference that I think is so funny was like months and months ago, I guess Travis Kelsey went to a Taylor Swift concert as like a fan, allegedly. And there's these photos of him making like the friendship bracelets and people are like, oh, he manifested it because he went to her concert and he was making these bracelets. I'm not saying that that's not a possibility, but what I think I'm like, I I wonder if they were already seeing each other yeah. and people just didn't know. Cause you know how private she is. Yeah. Like, maybe that's how they started out. And like, yeah. they were already dating when he mm-hmm. went to that concert, quote unquote, as a fan. Second comment here is. Um, and I think this applies to so many things in life, but if you, and I'm not saying like you as a listener, I'm saying like whoever was posting like, oh, you should never be changing a lyric for a guy. Or like, I've seen so many accounts that are like, this is just like a PR relationship, which like, I personally don't think it is as a publicist. That's just me. Um, I almost think you have to look at like your own limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and like, why don't you want to see them in like a genuine happy relationship or like what feelings is that stirring up for you? Or like, you know what I mean? It's like, and nobody's perfect. I mean, I have moments not around like love or relationships, but like with career stuff or with like, you know, whatever, where I'm like, Oh, why don't I have that? Or why aren't I there? Like, you know what I, you know what I mean? And you have to like gut yet check yourself and be like, what is it that I'm seeing that's making me feel that way? Like, what do I need to work on? Um, and we, you know, it's like, we all have our shit. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I also, this, the segues into like the 2024 predictions. I feel like I've been, we've been saying for a while on the podcast that yes. 2023 and 2024 are all about relationships and it has been a lot of breakups happening, but that's because it's bringing together these really huge, big soulmate, like amazing falling in love, head over heels, never felt this way before type of relationships for yes. us. Right. And I feel like Taylor and Travis are a good example of that, of like, you know, they've been through a bunch of stuff and I don't know who was dating who at the beginning of the year, but I think Taylor broke up with somebody earlier. I don't know. Don't call me on that. It was rumored. Yeah. It was rumored that she was dating someone and then started I mean, dating this guy or whatever, but, um, my point is any relationships that are started in this year or next year are like huge, like very big soul contracts destined meant to be. And it's, it's like crash and burn. It's either like, these are gonna be great loves or these gonna be great disasters that you'll like remember and learn from and, and gain, gain a lot of insight from, but that's, that's the energy. It's like all or nothing is the rest of this year and into 2024. And I feel like it's not just love, although that is the biggest piece of it, but it's also me with business. It's also me with friendships. It's like all or nothing. It's, it's kind of like, excuse me, language, but shit or get off the pot. It's very much in that energy for the next, yeah. you know, 12 to 14 months. Cause we're already feeling that now going into 2024. And I think it's, 
it can be really beautiful, but it can be really hard to your point. If you haven't dealt with your own shit and you're feeling triggered by yeah. every little thing you see or projecting things onto other people or whatever. And most of the listeners I know listening to us are probably not feeling that way, but, but you might be the, the re- yeah. recipient of somebody else's energy of that. Absolutely. So that's why I'm saying it. That's a great way to put it. And I think if you are the recipient of somebody else's energy like that, whatever it is, it's knowing once again, something I constantly have to remind myself of that it has nothing to do with you. It's on them. It's their own issue. It's their own feeling. And in reality, it has nothing to do with you. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Hard to remember, but necessary to remember. And talking about great disasters. I also want to talk about the twin flames documentary, which I have not started yet, but I have seen so many clips on TikTok that I feel like I have started it. Um, DJ makes fun of me, not makes fun of me, but like pokes fun at me because I don't know if your TikTok feed is this way, but like, you know, the accounts that will like literally basically post like an entire movie on TikTok yeah. in three minute clips. Like I will yeah. sit literally for like an hour and basically like watch a movie or like a TV show on TikTok. Oh my God. Um, and I feel like I've seen so many of them of like the twin flame thing, but that's why I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about, even though I haven't seen it because I've watched enough clips to probably equate (laughs) like an hour of this stupid thing. Okay. Well, I watched the first two episodes. It's a mini series. I think it's three total. I watched the first two and then it kind of like put me in a bad mood. So I was like, okay, I gotta like, I gotta back up. I I gotta back this. Well, I'm just, I don't like why it's just, it was just a lot. It was, it was a lot. Um, but long story short, for anyone listening, it's about this It's literally called the twins, twin flames or like exiting twin flames or something like that. And this guy started a cult called like the twin flame, although he claims it's not a cult, but it totally is. And, um, it's all about these people that, but they take, they have like actual video of like the zoom calls over the past few years that they were a part of, as well as like the training that they were offering people to basically help them find their twin flame in life, which mm-hmm. I know we've posted this, but, or talked about this, but I don't believe in twin flame. I mean, I believe in them, but they are not as common as what everyone likes to think. And also they're really tough. Like they, they're shitty. I don't say yeah. shitty relationship, but they're shitty relationships. And anyway, so, but, but people basically, they talked about how like some of the uh, people that were interviewed on the documentary found them and they were basically Googling like, feeling really depressed or feeling like my purse, one person got away or how to pull myself. And then what came up was twin flames, like over and over again on Google. So the thing that was like alarming for me is that this guy and his wife are using terms that actually are spiritual like things. Yeah. Terms like actually are like a twin flame is a spiritual thing and talking about, um, like, you know, uh, healing your energy so you can be with that person and talking about needing to raise your vibration in order to yeah. be a match for that person, like stuff like that. I'm like, wait, I say some of this, like I've, I've said this in re like I, I talk about this stuff, which is a little scary because they're like riding, they're like on this thin line of like, they're using words that are actual things, but then twisting it in a very like manipulative, mm-hmm, the context yeah. of it. But it's scary because if you don't know enough about what those terms are or what these things are, then you're going to think that what he's preaching is correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. And again, probably not the people listening to this podcast, but that's how they like lured people in to be part of their like cult situation. Anyways, so I'm not going to give too much. I'm not going to try and give like specific spoilers, but that was the one thing that like really triggered me that was like scary and alarming. Yeah. And, um, but the other part of it was that they were just basically like, like manipulating people and like using terms that of like falling in love and like being with your person and like meeting your forever and, and really preying on people's lack of awareness and lack of like self, I guess, confidence in dating to continue to one, suck them dry of money, but then two like make them feel like shit. So they keep coming back. Like it was just this, like, and that's where they, people started waking up like, well, I never feel good. I haven't felt good since yeah. I started this thing. I haven't been happy in a relationship. Since and that's when some people finally woke up and was like, I don't think this is the right thing because you keep saying you're going to make me happy and I'm not. So thank God some of the people are like waking up to it. But it's just, it was fascinating and scary that they're, mm-hmm. and he's still out there doing it. They tried to shut them down. Like it went to the FBI. I didn't finish the last episode. So but at least as far as yeah. the second episode, I think he's still out there doing this, which is insane, insane. That's what I had seen. And once again, like, I don't know the validity of it, but there was a video actually last night that popped up on TikTok that it basically was like an update on like where these people are at today. And they had said basically this like cult is like stronger than ever, actually. Yeah. And that the followers are just like so brainwashed into it. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, and like you're saying, it's like twin flames in reality. It's like, you probably don't actually want to be with your twin flame. And we have a whole episode on this that I've linked a couple of times since this has come up because, yeah, and it really like Cindy really in this episode, like debunks the whole twin flame, like phenomenon. And I think part of the issue is that the term just kind of like caught like wildfire online and in like a very innocent way like um people don't mean any harm by it but I think it's morphed into something online that it actually isn't or like was never intended to be in the true like spiritual world Mm -hmm. um and I know once again like if you go back and listen to some of our more recent episodes in the last month I remember there was one when this whole thing like first started to circulate where you gave tips on how to differentiate like, you know, culty kind of things, you know, or like people kind of like selling snake oil versus true either experts in spirituality or people that really have like your highest purpose in mind versus people who just want to like use people, you know, to have like power and money and like all of these things, which unfortunately like through history you do see, you know? And honestly, the biggest one with like all of this is if someone's guaranteeing you love at the end of something, mm-hmm. just walk away, just, just yeah. walk the F in fact, run away. Like just they, no one can guarantee that. Like I even say that rings, I can't control what's going to happen. I can't predict the future. Nobody can, no one can guarantee that this person or this thing, or they can guarantee you're going to meet someone at the end of working with them. No one. And if they're trying to guarantee that, then they're full of shit. like, Like that's one telltale way versus someone being like, look, a lot of this is going to be up to you and doing the inner work and which they do talk about inner work on there, which is a little scary. Again, they use these like terms where it's like, it's borderline spiritual, but they're using it in a bad way. But, um, 
But instead, someone who's wanting to, like a life coach or a dating coach who's willing to work with you to be able to help you feel more confident going into dating or be able to help you when you're feeling stuck or you're feeling unmotivated or you're feeling just defeated and they're kind of like your cheerleader in your corner and supporting you and helping you and being, that is the type of person you should like pay for or like it. Because these people aren't doing that. They're like guaranteeing love and I have to, you're going to find your person. And like, no one can do that. No one can do that. Think about it like either a get rich quick scheme or like a Ponzi scheme, right? If somebody tells you liquidate your retirement, give me $10,000 and I'm guaranteed to get you a million. Like it's Mm -hmm. fake. Like do not, do not do it. No. Um, Think about it like your finances. (laughs) That was the other thing they did though that I did that was like scary was they talked about having like masters, like people who are, have gone through the enough of their program to become masters, like spiritual masters or like Reiki masters. And I'm like, oh my God everyone's using this term now. And like, it is a spiritual term and I do believe in it, but I'm like, oh my God, they're using it willy nilly. Like, yeah, it's just, so it just, it just makes things hard. It just makes, there's no like, so just, you also got to watch out for like just the terms that people are using, yeah. like just use your gut to use your gut intuition. Um, real quick. I want to circle back to what you said about the whole term twin flames catching fire on like Instagram or social in the ether, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's partly because I'm putting myself in this, but like the millennial gen Y, Z, Xers, whatever we are generation, basically everyone after the boomers yeah, um, are like struggling in relationships yeah. and whether it's friendships or actual partnership, romantic relationships, they're struggling because our parents, certainly the majority of the boomers didn't do a good job showcasing like what a good relationship or healthy relationship looks like. We certainly aren't taught that or shared any of that in school, like growing up. So that's, we're not learning it there. So then we come out in the world and we're like, well, we don't want what our parents have, but we don't see anybody else having what we want. So I think people are like searching for like, well, what do I do? And then all of a sudden twin flame and love and all this stuff comes up like, oh, well, this is an answer because there's no, and I think people gravitate towards it because there really is no other solution filling that hole to help just educate and teach people like how to be in a relationship and what's and yeah. what's okay and what's not okay and what you should be doing and what you should not be doing. I mean, now there's a lot more like I love the We Met at Acme podcast. I think she has great advice. Like we yeah. were talking about at the beginning, there's this I do actually like them. It's like the rules dating book of like basic things that you should yeah. and should not and like watch out for love bombing and this and that and like talk. But like we weren't taught this stuff and our parents don't know what they're doing. Like I'm sorry. We're they just don't. I joke that we're the, I think I've said this before, but I've said it on the podcast. I joke that we're the parenting generation because we had to reparent ourselves. <clears throat> we have to parent our parents because they don't, they act like children half the time. And we're going to be parents to our own children. Should you choose to have any in this lifetime? So I'm like, our generation should be called the parenting generation, not the boomers. <laughs> then the parent, it's going to go boomers, then parenting generation. Like, and then I don't know what's going to come next, but it's just, it's wild. So I think that's where these terms are catching fire online or why, why people are so like, and like gravitating towards it. Cause there's yeah. nothing, I mean, now there's a little bit more, but there's nothing, there's not a lot out there. Yeah, no, there's not. And, um, I think it's challenging too, because I can't tell you how often it's like your single girlfriends, which I know you experience as well, want you to like reinforce, like, I want to call it like bad behavior, but like on their part, but also on like the guy's part, the girl's part, like whoever they're seeing on their part, it's like, they want you to justify it both ways. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't know like how our generation got into that like form of thinking that like our friends shouldn't tell us like it is, they should be justifying things. And I mean, I'm not like that, you know that, but I also like when you're talking about like good resources, like Tinks comes to mind, who I know is like kind of controversial, but I love that it's just like, you know, she answers questions or like on her radio show, she'll answer questions and people will be like, he's looking at my story. What does it mean? Which I know I've brought up a million times on this podcast. And she's like, it doesn't mean anything. Nothing. Like, you know, nothing for three weeks. Then he texted me at 2 a.m. What does it mean? She's like, he wants to have sex with you. Like, do not call him back. Like, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's the kind of like interaction we need, not just like this bullshit justification that gets us into like a toxic cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Also, I feel like I'm very blunt with people. I'm like, no, not that person. Let it go. He's not calling you back. He's a bad dude. I should start doing more of this, but I was for a time, like having people text me or DM me a picture of someone. I'd be like telling them like, yes, no, yes, no. And I was usually pretty right, but I hate it. Cause it not, not that I hate it. But it's hard because a lot of times it is. No, a lot of times it is like, I don't like this person for you. Like I don't feel good about it. Um, and the other flip side of all this is that I feel like, I don't want to say people are desperate because that doesn't sound, that's not the right word, but I think the reason why people are justifying or looking for justification is we're so used to people pleasing. We're so used to like wanting to make sure they're making veils happy or like that we're doing the right thing or whatever. And we need to heal that part too, before we like make a decision about a person that we're dating. And I just feel like people are exhausted. I think people are exhausted about dating. I think they're exhausted and they're like, Oh, please let it be this person. Cause I don't think I can go on any more dates. And it's like, Ugh, like that just because you want it to make this person fit doesn't mean they're going to be doesn't the mean right. it's the right fit. Yeah. Right. Doesn't mean it's the right fit. But I get the exhaustion because like we said at the beginning of this <laughs> podcast episode is everyone's going a million miles a minute and we're exhausted. And so, yeah, you only have so much energy to put towards dating. And then when it doesn't work out, you get frustrated because you're exhausted already because you're doing a million things and you made this time and this day to go be with this person that sucked. And you're like, well, are you sure it's not the right thing? Because you're exhausted. So I also think it's a product of one loneliness, but two, just everyone's so busy and running a million miles a minute. Yeah. That's true. We don't know how to slow down. Mm -hmm. No, we really don't. And I feel like I was hoping after the pandemic, people would, would remember that, but I feel like it's gotten so much worse. Like I just think it's gotten way worse. I mean, myself included, I'm like exhausted. I'm like traveling so much. I literally made a list for myself, like the places I want to visit next year. And it's too many. I was like, I have to edit these out. Like something's got to go. Yeah. So to be continued. There's so many things you want to do, but you also just need like the time for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right. And then I know BravoCon just happened, which I loved. And I, it's funny because Cindy and I have a mutual friend, Elise, who I think listens, Elise texted me. She was like, we have to go next year. I was like, I would be down. I would go. It looked amazing and crazy and wild all at the same time. I do. I will say this. I do feel like if you, if you go or if someone went, or if you're thinking about going next year, I feel like you do get your money's worth. Like, I don't know how much they're charging for tickets, but it does seem like people are with the fans. Like a lot of people are posting videos. Like they're doing really cool, like panels with cool people. I loved one of the guys and I, Oh God, I saved it, but I didn't get his name. Not Andy, but one of the other people who's moderating, everyone was like, get him a job doing the reunions. And I was like, yes, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Not that Andy, what? 
I saw that same clip and I don't yeah. know who it was though. I forget. I, I don't know who it was either, but he was phenomenal. So anyways, my point is, I think it's very entertaining. I feel like it's great, a great time and a great thing to be doing with yourself, like for friend with girlfriends or it just looks fun. Yeah. Um, the only thing I find just like I struggle with, so I don't know if I would ever go, but the only thing I struggle with is like, you're kind of putting these people on like a pedestal. Like they are right. just random people. I mean, I've seen a lot of the old New York housewives like walking down New York City when I used to live here. And I'm like, they're just normal people. Like, and you're almost making them seem like otherworldly. But I guess we do that with all yeah. celebrities in a way. I don't know. I don't know. I struggle a little bit with it, but. I mean, I always, and I think it's just like part and parcel of like how I grew up. Like my parents were never like celebrity people. They were never like, like they always were just like, and we grew up a lot around like those types of people. And it's like, you just never, like, they were just like, yeah, they're just like regular people. And I feel like people get like annoyed with me when I say that, or like some of my friends here in Nashville or like some of my friends that I used to have here in Nashville would get annoyed with me. Cause I'm like, don't go ask them for a photo. Like, don't bother them. Don't yeah. like, they're just like on TV or like mm-hmm. they sing or like, you know what I mean? I don't know. To mm-hmm. me, it's just like any other job. Like, it's cool that they have that talent. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, yeah no, I like, I would want to go see the fashion to be honest with you. Oh, I yeah. love looking at like, like they really stepped up their fashion game. And the other thing that I think is interesting about like, you're saying they're, they get put on a pedestal, which they absolutely do is I think like in our generation, it's like real people on reality TV are kind of like the new, like a lister for mm-hmm. us. And yep. it's funny. Cause they also just in like influencer marketing, they move the most amount of product, Yeah, right? Like Jennifer Aniston, like isn't moving product the way Paige DeSorbo is, which is yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I always think like the dollar, um, the ROI, I guess on like somebody actually spending a dollar is the true test of like the influence somebody has online. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. And that's probably because we identify with them, right? Like I'm like, Paige yeah. was just like me, or I mean, yeah. not just like me, but yeah, no, like but she yeah. lives in New York. She likes fashion. She lives yeah. in a park. She's going to the same place as I am. Like, you, I mean, not like actually, actually, but like I could run into her somewhere, you know, it's just like, it's like, oh, they're like me. If they like this, then I'll like this versus like an actor or athlete where it's like, I'm not ever going to be on that level or I'm never going to be like, I don't know if I can ever afford, but they're affording, but you know, so yeah. it's, uh, it's an, I mean, I get influenced by them a lot more than I would. Yeah. Um, oh, totally. Certain actors and actresses. And I think we're starting to see, maybe they've always been doing this, but like, I follow the, a little bit of the royal family, like like Kate Middleton yeah. and stuff, and like sh- and a few of the other like uh, maybe it's I think it was Princess Eugenie or someone recently posted like they wore something from Zara. I'm like I, I feel like they're almost trying to be more relatable. Of like I mean yeah. Kate's always worn stuff from Zara, so don't everyone yell at me and come at me. I know she has she and she repeats outfits, which I think is amazing because she's trying to be like no like normal and not like some you know crazy. I don't know like spending yeah. everyone's money, but um. I forgot what I was going. With. Oh, the, I think they're trying to be more relatable too because they're trying to like, you know, yeah, be more on a level. I'm sure that's not why they're doing it, but that's how I perceive it. So no, it's true, and it's funny because like with my PR clients, which are mostly you know in like the healthcare and wellness space, we I always have to talk to them about like humanizing themselves, mm-hmm. 
And the same thing goes for celebrities, royal family, so on and so forth. Is like, yeah, they are intentionally pulling a piece from Zara to humanize themselves because it's really easy to forget that, like, number one, they're an actual person. Um, number two, it's really hard to relate to them. But people like Paige DeSorbo or whatever it is, it's like you're watching her on Summer House fight with her friend and yeah. cry yeah. to her boyfriend yeah. and, you know, be a drunk mess or whatever yeah. it is. And you're kind of like, Oh yeah. I like, I definitely relate to that. Like they don't have to work to humanize themselves, which is right. really unique. Actually. Uh-huh. It's like the Alex Earl effect. Uh-huh. You know, wait, the Alex who effect Alex Earl from TikTok. I don't know who that is. She's huge. She's basically this, um, she was in college at university of Miami and blew up on TikTok, like literally just sharing like her life. And she was the first um like in-house media deal for alex cooper's um unwell network for call her Mm. daddy like just she's just like blown up like she probably is like the biggest influencer right now and she's just like this 22 year old post-college girl um you know that like just truly shows like every aspect of her life the good the bad the you know, whatever. And, um, it's just aspirational enough where like girls in her age range want to follow her, but it's relatable enough where like people are like, Oh yeah, like I should buy that or I should do that. Or I can go there, like whatever. Yeah. So anyway, that's interesting. Um, are there any other messages or any, is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap it up? Um, I don't think so. I think that was everything. Yay. My mind's blanking. No, like we covered a lot in a short amount of time. We covered a lot in a short amount of time and I got everything out about all the pop culture things and about stuff for next year. And I, yeah, I feel like it's, uh, it's going to be a wild ride. I feel like for the next 12 months. I'm excited. Buckle up. Buckle. Baby. Up. Buckle up. Well, it's going to be good. Thank you guys so much for listening. And um, as always, if you enjoy our episodes, please leave us a review on iTunes or give us five stars on SoundCloud and Spotify. And um, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.